Arrivederci, redhead. Buongiorno. Hi, how are you doing? How are you doing? My my king has returned from the Mediterranean Sea. How are you doing, uh, sailor? Well, sailor, the queen is dead and dad is back. Um, I'm happy to return to my throne here at Think Fresh Podcast. Um, man, I missed you so much, Ty. I'm not going to lie. I tried so hard to find time and good Wi-Fi to record with you, but it really was not working out in my favor. Turns out the, the Wi-Fi at every hotel was kind of trash. So every time I had moved cities, I was praying the Wi-Fi was going to get better, um, but it just wasn't. It's completely understandable, Eric. It's part <laughs> of the charm of Italy to have shit Wi-Fi everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So, You're absolutely right. I, I came to terms with it quite quickly. Between mourning <laughs> the loss of my co-host and the queen, and yay, canceling all his agreements with uh, apparel manufacturers. <laughs> it's just been it's been a dicey couple weeks for T-Bone, but I'm getting through it. I'm glad you're back. We have a new king. Eric is king. Uh, watch the throne, baby. We're back. Uh, it's We're watching the throne, and no worries, because the throne is a love seat tie, and there's room for you and I. <laughs> yeah. Just we're, uh, I'm a six inch, you're a six inch. Together we make that delicious <laughs> foot long, and uh, I'm excited to bite into another episode with you, Eric. Oh man, I was missing I was missing this back and forth so much. Um, but I'm back, and I'm happy to turn this podcast into a godcast tie. Oh hell yeah, he's leveling this up. So you must be you must be taking a lot of inspiration. So you've been in Italy, you've been. Uh, just kind of moving around Rome and Florence and the Amalfi <laughs> Coast for the last couple of weeks. So I hear uh, anything you'd like to report back to the breadheads? Dude, I've, I have so much to report back. Um, this will have to be like a marathon episode, you know, two hours. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Ty. We have to split this into two parts. But... Yeah, dude, you're like the James Cameron of podcasting. You know, we're getting like a three-part Avatar and a three-part Eric's journeys throughout <laughs> Italy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're switching this thing fresh up to be a Joe Rogan-style four-hour uh, format, and mm-hmm. it's really so that we have enough time to do DMT, um, get a good pump in, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, also dude. smoke some cigars and sober up all in the same episode. Yeah, dude, I like to. Uh do a few push-ups before an episode because I feel like it gets like all of my muscles tingling, my brain tingling, my tongue tingling so that I can deliver to you the best possible audio experience. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. before you get into your Italy trip, I just wanted to acknowledge I'm rocking some AirPod Pros now. I don't know if you noticed that. Ooh. Look at those little, little dinky little little four-inchers. <laughs> those, those little mighty melts New Year. Wow. Little mighty melts. Dude, this, I could tell something was, like, different about you. Like, I thought it was the push-ups you did, because I could sense the testosterone is coming through the Zoom call right now. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you are actually recording this in 8D audio, so that's great. Mm-hmm. I am. It's it's really impressive. It must be that spatial audio feature, but 
I feel like I'm in the <laughs> podcasting booth with you right now. I hope the listeners feel the same way that they're just <laughs> a few inches closer to my raspy voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we're peeling back the sneeze guard, and <laughs> you're we're, we're right up close. This is a meet the meet the artist VIP experience yeah, here. It's, a, it's an ASMR session here. Exactly. Wow. But, are are these the new? Uh, are these the new AirPod Pros with like the little? Like loop for your lanyard? No, dude. Uh, I new, new. I went like I ordered these over a month ago before they even announced the new ones. I had no clue what was coming, so I mm. missed the boat a little bit there. <laughs> I obviously don't have an inside any insider info, information at Apple One mm-hmm. Campus to yeah. let me know that was coming. Well, if you receive these less than a month ago, then you probably are able to do a quick swap. And I'm sure it wouldn't cost you anything. That's because it's the point. same price, isn't it? Yeah, I'm still on Apple Care, baby. Yeah, dude, just hit return and cop the new ones and you're good to go. You're a smart man. Um, <laughs> I want sandwich care. I want to do the same thing with my foot lock. <laughs> Which, can, I get, can I get one minute of sandwich care when I buy my foot long? Just let mm-hmm. me get a few bites in and then undo if necessary. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. Like there should be a bomb timer. As soon as you unwrap mm-hmm. the sandwich, it's like, oh, it's countdown for 60 seconds. Like either you have to like return it within 60 seconds or you're committing to that stomach ache for the rest of the day. Yeah, dude. I like to imagine that there's like a sandwich artist at my table, like UFC ref style, like from unwrap to like first bite, counting down my minute till my warranty's up. And mm-hmm. I only have that period to <laughs> call out any like manufacturer discrepancies or dysfunctions <laughs> with my foot long. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, we know about my AirPod hack that I performed <laughs> not long ago where I just like got a free set because uh, mm-hmm. apparently they had some audio issues, which I barely noticed. But online, it said they had them. So returned them and got a fresh set of Lucy's. But yeah, that's where we are now. Speaking of sitting with a stomach ache, Ty, um, I want to talk to you about my flight to Italy. Oh, no. I don't want to tell you anything about Italy just yet because I want to talk about my layover in Montreal. Oh, great. So I I remember before you left on this, uh, worldwide trip mm-hmm. you mentioned drinking a bunch of milk before getting <laughs> out of because you love to like mess up the bathrooms or something i don't know you're a quirky <laughs> guy i can't really remember it's been too long mm-hmm. my favorite thing to do is to take a huge number two before we take off that uh-huh. way it stinks the entire like time the seatbelt <laughs> signs on <laughs> get it um, in the ventilation system yeah exactly drop a bomb if you will yeah um but yeah, no, I'm actually talking about my short two-hour layover in Montreal. Um, this is before we managed to fly into Rome. We had mm-hmm. like a little bit of time to eat because when you fly to the East Coast and then to Europe, it, you're basically flying to Europe twice. It's just like really long. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like you're, you're flying in like a triangle shape instead of a direct line. So it was like eight hours or nine hours to, or no, like five hours to Montreal and then like nine hours to Europe. It's just like a total waste of time, which I'll never do again. But 
it means I got to sample the local cuisine. <laughs> mm, the poutines um, of Montreal Airport. Yeah, exactly. And I think everyone had the same idea because this restaurant at Terminal 2 got filled up so fast um, that I almost missed my flight because I was trying to order this poutine. And then by the time it came, we had like five minutes to eat it. And so I like stress ate this like smoked meat poutine (laughs) just as hard as I could. And I got through it, Ty, but I feel like I was really in a food coma on on the whole way there. So maybe not a total bad thing. Ooh la la. Well, I could imagine it would be a... (laughs) Potatoes are so dense that Mm -hmm. it would be like a cement block in your stomach if that whole thing hits all at once, you know? Especially yeah. after a full day of traveling, your body's not ready for that type of, like, exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, that thing made me really calm and sleepy, which was actually kind of uh-huh. good because I just, like, sat there in, you know, in business class with my AirPod Maxes on and just kind of sat there, listened to my boy Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I would have never it, thought I was there. about it. I would have never thought about it, but poutine really is the Xanax of, like, <laughs> snack food. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's just enough to get you to fall asleep and keep your feet up and not worry about a thing, Ty. Hell yeah. So Hell how yeah. was how was first class on, uh, <laughs> what, what, did you, what, did, what did you fly, Cafe? How'd, how'd you get there? <laughs> I went to Taiwan. Um no, I flew Air Canada, which was Air operated Canada. by United Airlines. <laughs> Interesting. Easily, um, you know what? I think, like, United sucks. Like, I think, in general, people just know that. But it was better than Air Canada is. So what does that tell, tell us, Ty? That Air Canada actually sucks the most. Mm. You know when that guy got dragged off a United Airlines flight? <laughs> like, I was, like, I was, like, waiting for that to happen to me because they overbooked like, mm-hmm. by 20 people. And uh, so like everyone had like like a different flight loaded on their app. There was like flights loaded on people's apps, including me. So I was getting notifications for a whole other flight. I was like, I hope I'm not on that one. Holy um, shit. Yeah, and I think they were like choosing people to like send over, but thank God for my um, Amex status <laughs> because I mm-hmm. think that secured my spot on my, on my flight. That's a really scary feeling, Eric. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. It's like very much like an, a situation that like someone traveling, immigrating to a country may feel where they're like, <laughs> are they going to split up me and my family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, like airplane seats shouldn't be fungible, you know? They shouldn't be fungible, um, but they are. It's silly. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, you're so, you're so right. <laughs> Um, if I was flying from Ukraine, you know, th- that might've been a different story, you know, mm-hmm. um, I might've ended up in New Hampshire while my LP landed in, uh, New England. God knows where. Yeah. You know, They're both some, new. Somewhere horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. But, you know, shout out to the good people over at American Express, Ty. They really took care of me and made sure that I got on my intended flight and, you know, they had to honor my reservation and that was good. So it all worked out. Beautiful. I love when the consumer wins. Power <laughs> to the consumer. So you, you hop on this flight, you got a brick of a poutine in your stomach, smoked meat coming out your ass. And 
What, what do you do? You just you snooze the whole way there, all the way across the Atlantic? Um, I was in a kind of a dazed, kind of like lucid dream state <laughs> where I was just like existing in our reality. Um, but my mind wasn't, you know, so I was like looking out into like the seatbelt sign, but my mind was inside the booth with Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Okay. No, it totally makes sense. Yeah. You can be physically and mm-hmm. mentally in two different places. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, that, that was not, not even a bad flight. Um, landed in Italy, in Rome. Um, took the train to the city, hopped on an Uber Black, ripped over the hotel. Everything was really easy, actually. Good, good travel stories. That's great. You and you escaped Rome right before fascist leaders took over the country. <laughs> what? Are you talking about I... Ferragamo or or Montclair? Because <laughs> that was in Milan. <laughs> Uh, no, dude, there's uh, the, a new fascist political party has just taken a majority stake. Like, anyone who's familiar with the Italian political system would know that, like, there's, like, thousands of political parties there. Years and years <laughs> of bickering amongst Roman and then Italian people have led to all these fractional, like, very similar political parties. And during political campaign season in Italy, it's a total mess. It's like, Imagine every single leaf of shreddus in the shreddus bin is a different political party. And you're just like putting your hand in and pulling one out. It's, it's wow. very different than our like two party systems over here in North America. But so it's an absolutely, mm-hmm. I'm flabbergasted at the idea that like a single political party was able to gain so much of the landmass known as Italy. And it's some sort of fascist party. I don't really understand them. I don't know what their plan is, but they want to protect the nuclear family. That's all I know. And you <laughs> flew out right as they right as they were coming into power. Oh, really? I mean, my Uber black driver on the way home, because we, we did have one night in Rome on the way back. Um, he was wearing like a leather coat. So I think oh. the signs of the fascist party have already um, been manifesting. It's already it's starting to route. show. Yeah. So hang on. Does that mean like that things are better there than they are here because like here we have like two parties right i mean in canada it's like like politics here is like a joke like you don't have to care about it but Mm -hmm. say like in the u.s there's like left and right right and so Mm -hmm. the entire country is like split in half but over there since they have so many groups does it even matter who wins because they're all kind of the same aren't they you can't they probably are yeah, there, there's probably way more overlap than over here in North America, right? I have no clue how they make any sense of it. Like, <laughs> you, they all come together to make some coherent type of footlong. If you think about the, that, <laughs> like uh, the footlong of politics. Mm. So um, they co-create a sandwich together? Like, they are all contributing in some way to make a meal. Is that what you're saying? I think, I think so. And like, Italy has a history of working with like minute and complicated details. Like that's like how they manage their history is <laughs> entirely that. So I think they are mm-hmm. sensitive to it when they also think about politics. Mm-hmm. Let's just be thankful that we don't live in the Vatican City, Ty. Mm-hmm. And we don't have like guys like 
like hot guys in like funny little suits protecting our city. <laughs> Damn. You know, imagine like, being just like an attractive young man and having to don the Vatican attire. Yeah, it's like you are you're a ten, but you have to stand in front of the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because you're also like a kilometer away for some where some of like the best fashion on earth has been created <laughs> and you have to wear those goofy little like hats <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly it's like there's nary a prada store in your stupid little country um and just steps away is like the biggest outlet mall in, in europe or something but mm-hmm. yeah that, that must suck to be working and living there <laughs> do you think they get to clock out and then just leave the country like people do that here like people live in seattle and work in vancouver mm-hmm. oh definitely like I don't know how many times last time I was in Italy, I accidentally walked in and out of the Vatican State by accident. So I feel like you just like go for a, like a dart on your break and you accidentally walk into another country. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't see how you can do that by accident because there's like a huge wall. <laughs> there's like a huge wall and a line of tourists to get in. <laughs> That's true. Okay, fair point. I'm sure um, there's some back doors on that big ass building, Eric. Yeah. But it was actually helpful as a tourist to navigate the Vatican because I knew that as soon as you saw like a green military truck and like someone with a rifle, that means like you're near the exit or like <laughs> that's the way out, you know, or the way in, depending on which side you're on. Um, but I do have a story actually about the St. Peter's Basilica. Um, okay. Managed to finesse the four hour line to get in. Oh, nice. Did you uh, throw down 20 euro to get to the front of the line? Even better, Ty. I we went through the exit. <laughs> oh shit, that's smart. Yeah. We just walked up to the exit, and obviously there's security there. Um, but Bay and I used our pretty privilege by and just told them that we I lost my sunglasses in there, <laughs> and uh, I had to even like show him the make and model of it on my phone for him to like call like three other guys to look for it. Yeah, and then. Um, and then he's like, oh, sorry, man. Like, the only way for you to guys to go in is to wait in line again. And we're like, dude, there's no way. Like, oh. And I showed him, like, how much they were. And he's like, damn, man, those are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Don't talk to anybody, but go in and just be quick. So I walked in. Bay, like, stood around for a little bit, waited for him to look away, and then followed me in. And, yeah, got a free tour of the Basilica. Didn't have to wait in line for four hours. It was pretty good. Wow, what a play. Yeah. What- you dropped the district vision. He dropped, he went world vision and helped you out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Now we all have a playbook for next uh, visit to the Vatican. Great call. Exactly. Dude. Yeah. Thank God, dude. That was all God's plan at the end of the day. God wanted me to see yeah. the Basilica and, and God did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to God for sponsoring him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Time uh, is money, and I'm not down to sit and waste my vacation standing next to a bunch of Christians, you know? Dude, I am so into the hack of just paying people to skip lines. Mm. How, it, how have you managed to do this? Because I'm curious about this uh, genre. Well, I, think I'm, I think I mentioned it the other day, like merch lines at concerts. If you want to cop merch, don't stand in line. Just go to the front and pay, pay to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, great idea. It's only when there's like security is when it gets tricky. But mm-hmm. if you can like talk to them and 
either make a arguable case for yourself or just like let them know it's like yo i'm obviously capping but like just play, play along you know <laughs> oh yeah like you can you <laughs> like can sometimes make that work it's not like they really care at the end of the day you know like they will do anything mm-hmm. anyone will do anything for a good story like every time i'm like need to use the bathroom at like and i'm like not near a public bathroom i'll just like go into a nice restaurant and ask the host say to the hostess like yo I think my friends are in here. I'm meeting somebody. And they're like, go find their table, young man. And I mm-hmm. say, thank you. And then I just go use like the nicest bathroom I can find and mm-hmm. then leave. So that's the trick. If you kind of use the bathroom and you're in another city, just go find the nicest restaurant or hotel you can <laughs> and just go in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Don't look poor, but be like, yeah, I need to like, I'm just looking for my table. Mm-hmm. I, I did that so many times in a room, Ty, because there's no... They Obviously, you pay no, for every uh, bathroom, right? Yeah, dude, I'm not gonna like buy an espresso every time I need to piss. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm just gonna walk straight into a restaurant, go straight to the back, and use it. And after I use it, what are they gonna do? Kick me out? <laughs> mm-hmm. We make you buy espresso? Nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're good. After that, you're good. So, um, but you, but I, I just went to Pisa as well for for like an afternoon. <laughs> this Hell is yeah. hilarious, Ty. Um, but I think the people, the restaurants and business owners there are so just like, like annoyed of tourists, like tourists, like run that city down, dude. That city is like absolutely torched because how many people go there for, for this tower? <laughs> dude, it was like, I have a photo of just everyone with their hands up <laughs> like this. It's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, the business owners there are smarter. They, they are watching who is sitting down and who's paying, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, w- I walked into a cafe that I was actually going to use the bathroom and like buy something. Um, but the guy like physically blocked me. He was like, where are you sitting? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I- just over there. I need to use the bathroom. And he's like, all right. He- I had to like convince him to let me like in and use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt bad. I was like, you know what? Good on you. Because these tours out here are flying in like running down your town and like not even spending money you know what i mean i literally think someone spends a night in pisa like these people spend like an hour in pisa and then move on yeah oh yeah after 20 minutes i was done i was like okay so now what our flight's in an hour what do we do damn yeah i uh i feel bad for someone trying to like make a go of it there you know like you're hustling you're you're living in pisa you've got your cafe or your your sandwich shop and you need to like play the tourist game to mm-hmm. participate in that economy. But mm-hmm. what if you don't want to? What if like you just were born in Pisa and that's just your life? You have to. It's like uh, like a Vegas local has to play the Vegas game if they want to like, well, maybe they don't. Vegas is a lot bigger than Pisa, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but if you live in. How do you get out of that gang system? It's. It must be hard because even if you live in, like, if you live in Vegas and you're working your nine to five and you're making like X amount of money, you're, you're always thinking like, damn, if I was like shaking my ass, <laughs> I'd be making double. <laughs> you know what I mean, oh, yeah. just down the street. And same thing with pizza. Like if, if I offered an English menu, I'd be making double the money. <laughs> yeah. So you're compromising on so many things. You're like, if I just sold fridge magnets, I could, <laughs> maybe I could afford to leave this crummy town. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I tried to delete pizza from my memory, so I didn't buy anything there. Just a coffee. <laughs> Actually, coffee and a sandwich. 
but it was it was good cooking a sandwich, man. That's all I really needed out of that town. While we're on the topic of sandwich, I have to ask: Do you have any activations with Subway during this trip? <laughs> I peeked inside. <laughs> uh, I managed to walk by one in Florence, and I, I looked inside, and there was not a single soul in there. Um, not even a sandwich artist type. Completely empty. <laughs> Damn. Are they fully and... automated or just closed? <laughs> <laughs> they were open for business, and there were tables inside, um, oh. but they had they had like a layer of dust on them, if you know what I mean. Um, I see. Okay, so it was actually interesting. This might be a different, entirely different story in Rome, in terms of subway, because like you know, it's a big city. There's people commuting. Mm-hmm. There's like lots of shit going on. Like. You don't want to, like, you can't really, like, walk everywhere, so you probably want to eat where you are, and mm. there's more fast food options in general. But mm-hmm, in Florence, mm-hmm. like, if you're, if you walk by any piazza, you'll mm-hmm. see the same people, you'll see people eating with the same sandwich wrapper. And it's all oh, from this, yeah, it's all from this one sandwich shop, which, if you walk to that street, it's, like, a concert there's like a crew and this place has opened up four different storefronts in the same street that's how popular it is the hell and is it did you try it is it good yeah we tried it two days in a row it was so good <laughs> oh damn what's it called uh antico vinayo gotcha gotcha okay interesting yeah. so you went to al antica vinayo twice this is the subway <laughs> of florence it's quite literally the subway of Florence. Um, there's so many people waiting for a sandwich and eating that sandwich that, like, that's why the subway's empty. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure that's why. Everything's so close. You can just walk to this place. It's so much better. It's, like, the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. Holy and shit. It's worth the wait. The best sandwich you've had in your life. Alan Tico Venado. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. you get out, you... you... You walk up here, you skip the line and pay the person at the front 20 euro to just jump in and get your, your six inch order. Mm-hmm. What, what does one order at, at a sandwich like this? Can you get a BOT? <laughs> um, <laughs> a Boston Metro Transit <laughs> in Florence time? Um, no way, man! You gotta get the you gotta get the favolosa. That's what I got. It's the it's got some salami, of course, some finocchione salami, or a finocchione. What is it? Finocchi? Finocchione? I don't know. Some kind of salami with fennel. It's with fennel seeds, Thai. And what else was on it? Some pecorino cream cheese. Pecorino um, cream cheese? Damn. Yeah. Only in some, Italy. Uh, <laughs> some stewed spicy eggplants. And really? I believe I added some uh, sun-dried tomato. That was my add-on. Shit. That sounds whack as hell, dude. That's that's a dude. wild sandwich. And dude, it was so good. There's a lot of mushy things in there. I feel like you must have had a crispy bread to work, like balance that out. Ty, this is why I pod with you, but you're absolutely right. It was a nice big piece of focaccia sliced down the middle, um, big crunch on both on both sides of the bread. Damn. Yeah, that dude, is it was so a be- fucking good. 
my stomach just grumbled. I want to eat that really badly. I love the idea of eggplant in a sandwich and sun-dried tomato, pecorino cream cheese. Dude, these are the ingredients that I want on Subway's menu as like, not all the time, just like bring in one as a feature, like a featured guest on an album, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. If only Subway like completely, sw- I'll be down for that, but also if they completely switch their menu over to an Italian menu, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have a choice of salami or prosciutto. <laughs> like that's what mm-hmm. I, that's what I want. Like, why doesn't Subway have prosciutto? I don't know, dude, that would make way more sense with their like faux Italian roots. Like the BMT exactly. should actually stand for Bologna, Milan, Tuscany, and it should have prosciutto <laughs> and burrata and a drizzle of oleo. <laughs> exactly. That's all you really need is some prosciutto, a good bread. Like Subway's bread's good enough to be used in an Italian context. Believe it or not, you that sentence has some legs. <laughs> I think you might be, you, you are probably right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we ran it back the next day and we got a truffle one, like a truffle mm, nice. prosciutto. Also mm. very, very good. Um, you know what's good when like, there's like five people making sandwiches in there. There's five art, And like, they're like, like the guy was making my sandwiches, like flirting with my girl. And that's how you know it's like a good sandwich restaurant. <laughs> like my girl had her phone out, like filming the sandwich creation process. And he's like yeah. doing all this like extra shit for the camera. And, yeah. uh, and she's like, she's like giggling. And I was like getting like so pissed. I was like, do you think this is funny? Like this guy works at a sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> Are you falling for this shit? Yeah. Mm. But but overall, well, very, very good. You should know that your girl has like a, her, her Achilles heel is <laughs> men in the sandwich industry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I was like, <laughs> like, man, this guy, like, do you want someone who like works at like a sandwich, like podcast or somebody who works at Universal? You know what I mean? It's two different life lifestyles. <laughs> nice. Universal. Yeah. Um, it's like my guy you work at universal <laughs> <laughs> it does take a certain level of like professionalism to be able to do your job in a like a really complicated or crazy environment and then still find time to like also try to get a like net a girl at the same time mm, like yeah. to be like mentally and physically operating on different different levels it's pretty mm-hmm pretty impressive Mm -hmm. but you know what it's the set menu (laughs) it's the fact that there's no creation -creation co-creation process happening the fact that i just told them what i wanted and he knows exactly how to make he's made it a thousand times that day it's literally the the top sandwich on the menu so it's like yeah no problem buddy and just throws it together he's making eye contact with her i'm like what the fuck is going on here Yikes. <laughs> um, you, you bring up a good point, though. He's just going through the motions, man. And yeah. your lady loves the motions, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is the challenge with sandwich artists, is that they are shackled mentally to whatever you're creating. <laughs> they, ha- mm-hmm. they don't have the same liberties as your regular run-of-the-mill fast food employee. They're not allowed to be physically going through the motions and mentally disassociated because both physically and mentally their actions are tied to whatever surprises come out of your jaw Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so 
that, that must be really challenging. That, it's like the Guantanamo of fast food. Like you are tortured every day because you can't, there's no escapism here. There's no, there's no getting away from your job. You have to be listening. You have to be physically engaged. That, mm-hmm. that would be so challenging. They should honestly pay sandwich artists more. They honestly should. We would get better sandwiches from that. Um, Likely. It's, it's important. It's important, man. But, but yeah, this place was like laid out very, very similarly to a subway. There was mm-hmm. a sneeze guard. There was mm-hmm. a, an array of cured meats on display. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of different cheeses, bins of vegetables, spreads, mm-hmm. you know, just, just so good. And all the sandwiches are facing you. There's another thing I like quite a bit. Um, different cashier. The cashier was not making any sandwiches. He, he had a very separate, you know, specialized role of mm-hmm, ringing mm-hmm. the customers through. Um, and I got really good at telling them I wanted a big beer. Volto, <laughs> <laughs> beer. Yeah, big beer. And they say, don't worry, I got you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I love how when you order a beer at a sandwich shop in Italy, they ask you if they want it, if you want it opened. <laughs> it's like, mm. yes, <laughs> of course I do. I want to drink it now. Yeah. Uh, so, damn. So you throwing back a couple Peronis with your sandwich on scene. Okay, question mm-hmm. for you: Do they toast your sandwich, or is the bread just naturally warm, or are you still on your cursed cold sandwich kick? <laughs> um, they don't toast sandwiches over there. It turns out, turns out, Ty. There's no mm-hmm. toaster in sight. There's an oven where they bake it, <laughs> they bake the bread, and then they cut it open and they put meat and cheese in there. <laughs> wow. So was it difficult to assimilate into that sandwich culture, a non-toasting culture? No, because I think deep down my cold sandwich phase was merely me trying to get back to my roots of like not using an external toaster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bread should be always fresh and always be made on the spot. There was there's a guy coming in and out of the restaurant every five minutes carrying a stack of. That's wild, but you know what? Yeah. Like, Subway should be operating with that model. Like, they're making bread all day, every day. There's no reason you shouldn't be having fresh out of the oven bread for your sandwich. Why do you need the toaster? Exactly. How long does it even take to toast the bread? Like an hour? Like, just do that at eleven, and then you have bread for the lunch rush. Yeah, it will still be in the warmer. Just put a nice like cloth, like a linen cloth over top of it. And then it feels a little bit more artisanal and stays warm. Mm -hmm. Nona's knickers right on top. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Damn, yeah. Maybe not that. (laughs) (laughs) Just steaming. (laughs) But yeah, dude. So so good. Yeah, that does sound good. But I do want to talk about yeah. I do want to talk about the subway that I walked by. So there is um, a few things on the menu that I wanted to call out to you. There is shows. <laughs> what? There's, there's nachos, Thai, and a hot dog at, on the menu oh. at subway. Yeah. Oh, shit. So what's happening here? Let me guess. Franchisee thinks subway appeals to the transient Americans traveling through Rome. So mm. Subway franchisee thinks, what do Americans like? And the two most American foods are nachos and hot dogs. Mm-hmm. 
Does that, I think so. Does that logic make sense? I think that's, it's a two-pronged approach. So they're targeting the transient American who is lusting for something to remind them of home. Some Mexican <laughs> like, food. <laughs> yeah, some Mexican food, some fake Mexican food, and a game day hot dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, it makes actually a lot of sense. But okay. the other thing, I think, is they want Italians to eat it because, you know, like nine months out of the year, it's, there's only Italians there. So mm -hmm. they want, you know, Italians who are curious about America mm -hmm. to come to Subway and to get a taste of it. Because, you know, Subway here is trying to be Italian, but why would you ever go to a place that's trying to be Italian when there's an actual Italian place down the street? Right. Or, so or even to... next door. Interesting. So Subway is playing both sides here, trying exactly. to... They're trying to be Italian in America. They're trying to be American in Italy to appeal exactly. to curious palates. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Curious Italians and homesick Americans. Yeah. That's a big enough market to probably sustain a couple subway locations. <laughs> At least a couple. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, That's so funny. Not nachos and hot dogs. I... I would be pretty heartbroken <laughs> if you didn't try either of those. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Oof. but Oof, I don't think I was heart. hungry. I don't think I was hungry for one minute on this trip. I was always eating something, <laughs> I get and that. I wasn't gonna. I was gonna waste my time on on Subway. But I hope you understand. No, I do. I always fill up on preemie. There's no space for even secondy. What do I do? I know, dude. I always get two preemies, two secondies. Now what? Yeah, no room for dolce. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't. I can't uh, even stomach this grappa right now. Yeah, I know. Managed to get like multiple shots of free grappa. Like, mm -hmm. I think at four total. <laughs> I think it's common practice if you go to the right places and schmooze your yeah. server. Yeah, because you just like I complimented the guy, so the owner like served us like as as a waiter, mm -hmm. and we just like started talking. I was like, oh yeah, your restaurant's beautiful, and. And then later on, he just ended up, he was like, this is a gift for me. And he just put down two shots of wow. Amaro. I was like, my guy. Beautiful. And obviously, I had both of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then same thing at this, like, it, it looked like a mob run Italian restaurant. <laughs> like mm -hmm. It was like packed to the brim of locals and tourists alike. Mm -hmm. um, but we ended up moving, they asked us to move a table over to fit a mm -hmm. larger group. And I said, of course, of course. We're, we're merely guests. And the joke in passing, I was like, so does this mean the wine's free? And he's, the guy just like chuckled and was like, how about limoncello? I was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I love mm -hmm. when I get a minor inconvenience at a restaurant because I know there's always oh, yeah. a big cha-ching. It's like, it's like getting hit by a car, you know, you're like getting paid out. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. I just see dollar bills falling. Ching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, any minor inconvenience at a restaurant is so good. Bro, one time I was at Shambar with a the in laws, and everybody, mm -hmm. like half the, half the group, which is like four people out of eight, they order waffles. And when breakfast comes, when brunch shows up, the, there's no waffles. It's just four dishes. 
And then I swear to God, a minute later, they come out with the waffles. Almost like there wasn't enough hands to bring the waffles at the same time. And they put down oh, all shit. the waffles. And then the maitre d' comes up. Such a fuss. Says, I'm so sorry the waffles were delayed. They're on the house today. They comped half our meal at Shambar because <laughs> their waffles were a minute late. Oh, cha-ching, wow. baby. That's a lot of waff. Big cha-ching. Oh, I absolutely love wow. that tie. Me too. Wow. I'm trying to think of what other freebies happened. Oh, we, we had like a meal where the guy like misread our or misheard our order. Obviously, I'm speaking English. This guy's Italian. He obviously is going to mishear me. It's, it's but, his fault. Uh, yeah. But I, I asked for the, you know, mixed fried seafood. Um, mm-hmm. And then I felt a little bit <laughs> insulted when he brought me a plate of French fries. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking joking right now? Um, <laughs> and then... Yeah, I got some free fries out of it, I guess. But I don't know. That place sucked. I didn't like I didn't like that one, to be honest. Well, what do you expect when you order a seafood medley from any restaurant? You're you're going into uncharted <laughs> territory. Dude, in Italy, this is we we this is something that was like on every menu and we were so happy about it because they just like dump a bunch of seafood in the fryer and then like you just take it out and that's your dish. Like we had like fried shrimp, fried squid uh fried sardines like all on the same plate and that was like the best seafood menu i had man a proper seafood medley i love to hear it get mm-hmm. that between fun baby mm-hmm. speaking of seafood medley we went to a restaurant uh in rome and this was like cool you walk in and it looks like a fish market <laughs> there's like on the right side is like a big cooler and like an assorted medley of fish on ice and wow and like one of the menu options is you have to choose your fish and then choose how it's prepared oh that's cool so you're you're playing like seafood artist (laughs) exactly you're playing you're playing sandwich artist and you're making a seafood medley for yourself and are the fish i feel like in a scenario like that the fish need to be named in order to ensure like a uniquely identified fish like are you like i want to i want to have steven and i want it filleted <laughs> and fried <laughs> like, how does that work how do you identify id which fish you want mm, well you point at it it's right there in front of you there is mm. there's groupings of types of fish so there's a brantino there's the um orada there is a, a big swordfish so whoever mm. has yeah. the money for that can cop that there's um like a bin of sardines. There's a bin of like squid, all on ice. So you just mm-hmm. say, yeah, let me get, you know, two of these or one of those or whatever, 500 grams of sardines, etc. And then you just say yeah. how you want it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a little deli. Is there is there a sneeze mm-hmm. guard between you and this ocean life? Nope, it's a wet market, baby. It's wide open. <laughs> really, you can sneeze all over that swordfish. Yeah, dude, because every European knows you got to touch the eyeball to know if it's fresh. If it, if oh, it just shit. sinks into itself, then that shit's old, bro. It's a good call out. Yeah. Huh. Um, I wish that I had the same type of, like, levers for determining freshness at Subway. Like, if I could just, like, put my <laughs> finger on the cucumber and it just, like, sinks right through it, I think yeah. I'll skip today. Mm-hmm. You just take the tomato slice and wiggle it around in your hand. And it's like, is this thing flop? How much flop yeah. does it have, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just want to like uh, flick the pickle a couple times 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give your pickle a few taps and <laughs> see if it's more better. Um, but yeah, Ty, this place was awesome. Like the the waitress was so sweet. Like we sat, like she sat down first, and then noticed we could like choose our own fish. We're like, oh, let's go check it out. So we went back mm-hmm. to the front, and we were like, ah, oh, like a little bit intimidated. Like everything's in Italian. We don't know how to order this. So like, uh, you know what? Let's just pick something that's already kind of like on the menu. And then she came by and she's like, oh, like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, we don't, we don't know what we want. And then she said, come here, let me show you. And then nice. she walks us over to the fish again. And then one by one walks us through what every single fish was and like how it's like best prepared and just like explains everything to us. And it was like so sweet. And we were like going back and forth like, oh, like, should we get this? Blah, blah, blah. And it was just like such a great collaborative moment. I was really happy about that. Wow, a proper sandwich artist. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, oh. yeah, we got some mussels. <laughs> we got some mixed fried seafood. We got mm-hmm. some uh, spaghetti with clams. Mm. And what else did we get? Oh, a tuna, tuna tartare was pretty good, too. Damn. So, most, when I think about, like, the stereotypical Italian, they, they have a link a lankiness to them but <laughs> do you feel like you gained weight on this trip i don't know ty i need to weigh myself tomorrow probably um because i felt like i feel like a tortellini is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you, you went there a spaghetti noodle but you're coming back a penne <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um yeah dude i feel like whoever said like that walking is an exercise is full of shit <laughs> like walking mm-hmm. does not do anything for you walking in terms of losing fatter. weight exactly i feel fat as fuck i feel bloated um i think it was in rome we got like so full every single day because we would have like three plates of pasta for lunch between the two of us and then it, it's like always like late lunch it's always like two o'clock and then like Four hours later, we're like thinking about what to eat for dinner. I'm like, I can't mm-hmm. even think about food right now. Like, I'm so full. And then so we wait until like nine o'clock and then get another plate of pasta and some mm-hmm. seafood. And then it's like 11 by the time we're finished. Like, holy fuck, like, it's time for some gelato. <laughs> Hell yeah. Gotta keep keep feeding the beast. And then like, yeah, it's kind of sucks though in that situation because you like can't even stomach like another sip of Peroni because like mm-hmm. all of those bubbles are just taking up excess real estate in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to report that 99% of the beer I drank was Peroni, which is a big beer in Italy, of course. Hell yeah. Um, I had one IPA, and which sent me in a spiral tie. I got so drunk off of that one IPA because it was at the <laughs> end of the trip. <laughs> wow. Dude, yeah, brutal. Well, I'm happy to report that despite visiting four craft breweries and one craft cidery while you were out of town mm. i still managed to drink more big beer i've been Hell i'm yeah. committed yeah. i'm committed to the bit got the eight pack of budweiser <laughs> reloaded in the fridge and i am loving wow. it i i have a, i've i brought a few new recruits on board conscripted them to big Ooh. beer living <laughs> and, and i encourage all the brothers to join us it's going great i couldn't be happier <laughs> that's amazing to hear i i would love for the breadheads to join us in this um endeavor mm-hmm. you know? dead baby hell yeah dude um 
alongside, you know, the Queen's funeral was the funeral for craft beer. I don't know if you caught mm -hmm. that. The channel, every news channel was showing the Queen, but, you know, <laughs> the yeah, craft beer funeral was network. also happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Fox covered it. Yeah, the Fox and Stink Fresh news is the only place <laughs> you're going to find the truth. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. Wow. We're all, we're all just fringe networks. Um, mm -hmm. That's amazing, Eric. I have so many more questions with you about Italy, but I think we need to save them for another episode. Mm -hmm. Just to give you a little pulse check here, we've only gone through about 25% of the things I want to talk about. And let me just tell you, like, we're saving the best it only gets better from here and i have a few no nary a lot of interesting stories to tell you from my travels while you were away i spent yes, a please. week in los angeles schmoozing with the stars and uh <laughs> a few days up in canadian holiday destination whistler british columbia so mm -hmm. I, i'm looking forward to sharing with you my experiences pickleballing there Oh, that. Man. <laughs> dude i want to hear about your pickleball <laughs> i want to hear about your pickle and i want to hear about the like 45 dollars smoothie you probably had at beverly hills hotel while rubbing yeah, shoulders dude. with uh simi hayes it's crazy how much they'll charge for a, a like a gin and tonic there i it's it's awesome wow i can't wait to get into it was it dinner or lunch lunch oh yeah I love that. G&T for lunch, baby. Hell yeah. Um, we out here. Breadhead, stay tuned. You just heard it. We got way more in store. This podcast is only getting better. Um, Think Fresh is back, baby. <laughs> we're back. Thanks for being patient with us as we ate and drank our way closer to death. <laughs> and yeah, couldn't be happier to be back as well eric it takes sometimes you need to go out in the world and find inspiration to then use it to hone your craft and some people that is sandwich making for us it is discussing sandwich making with each other mm -hmm. and for for us is also having like 11 dollar coffees at the gucci garden in florence mm -hmm. <laughs> yo even blue bottles getting up there man that shit's expensive <laughs> dude if you get the feature coffee at blue bottle you're running up tab real good that's gucci prices yeah i'm telling bay no feature <laughs> yeah no feature we're sticking the core menu here yeah we're, we're sticking sandwiches. <laughs> yeah only espresso for you bay sorry yeah we're, get, we're going to the value picks menu at the fourth wave shop it's just yeah drip and americanos yeah no 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 siphon no siphon coffee sorry yeah Thank God the dairy industry is dead because putting milk in your coffee at a fourth wave joint is going to, it breaks the bank at this point. <laughs> it'll, it'll run you a serious penny to uh, mm -hmm. add macadamia nut milk to your, <laughs> so. Maybe that's the problem. All luxuries become necessities and maybe it should still be a luxury to have like juiced almond in your morning cup of joe. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. It should be once in a while, not every day. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, King. Um, grazie and arrivederci. Arrivederci. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao, papi.